celebrate that this is our 20th episode. 20 episodes. That's crazy. It is crazy because we just started in February and honestly, like we are just winging it every week. And the fact that people are like invested and coming back and we've hit uh, well, well over like, I don't know, I would have to check, but it's we, we definitely already know we hit over 10K downloads, which is amazing. But just the fact that we, this is episode 20, it just makes me really happy. And um, I can't wait to to get to 50 and 100 and all the big milestones. Yeah. Part of me wants to go back and re-listen to some of the very first ones that we recorded at this point, because I feel like so much has changed already very quickly. Do you think that one day we are going to be possibly sitting on our front porch listening to our podcast going back and being like i remember the how the times were so hard (laughs) the struggle was real yeah that's how my voice is that how my voice is going to be too the struggle was real (laughs) sounds accurate (laughs) sounds accurate yeah it does it really does so it's crazy 20 episodes over ten thousand downloads it's fun i like sharing our story yeah, you know what? If it's helping people, it's helping us. It's allowing us to learn how to communicate our feelings. I think the more we talk about it, not only on the podcast, but on our phone calls or on our TikTok lives, and the more we open up, um, I've just been so blown away at my my own growth of how I'm able to communicate my feelings to people who are really close to me and then complete strangers yeah it's been fun I think we've met a lot of really cool people um lots of connections lots of similar stories and it encourages me to want to keep on talking about it keep on sharing our story yeah 100 percent. so all right what we're gonna dive into today is I thought well one I know the the topic has been around a lot around what you have been um up to in your um, in your journey. And as much as I want to continue to share that, um, I also want to respect your, your boundaries and make sure that, um, you know, obviously we always talk ahead of time and make sure you're, we're both comfortable with what we're going to be talking about or sharing. Um, I just, I know you have a lot of, um, viewers and listeners wanting to know, Ember, what's going on? What's going on? Are you getting a divorce? Um, tell me more. They want more details. And you've been sharing a little bit more openly on Patreon, which is probably the safest, most comfortable place for you to share that. Yeah, I've definitely stuck to Patreon. I feel most comfortable sharing that. And I will admit, I don't even share everything on Patreon, but you're definitely going to get the most information there. Um, It's hard sometimes putting really sensitive stuff like that on extremely public platforms when there's thousands of people that you don't know watching and um, sometimes maybe not for the right reason. Um, So I have kept it somewhat private, but there have been um, a lot of requests for updates and I, I take pride in how transparent I stay with this journey. And even prior to this journey, I've been um, really honest and really open to the point of comfort or, you know, within my point of comfort. Um, So, yeah, I mean, uh, currently I am officially going through a divorce. Um, You know, I think I I saw it coming. I think it was inevitable. Uh, Did it happen a lot faster than I thought it would? 
absolutely. And it's been, it's been messy. Um, not how I pictured it going down. We'll just put it that way. Yeah. And I think that, I think that's to be expected. I think that, you know, with any type of end in a relationship, it's not all going to be rainbows and butterflies. We know that. Um, I've had hard times with Tommy in the beginning and, and working out some of the kinks that we had and it takes time. And, you know, I just commend you for still putting one foot in front of the other and taking each day, you know, one day at a time as much as you can do. I know you have a long list of things every day that you have to do because, um, you know, the struggle is the struggle is real when it comes to being a stay at home mom. And all of a sudden you are put in the position to where you have to find immediate work. You have to rebuild and replan things because you put your whole life on hold while you have been raising your children. Yeah. And I think that's something that a lot of people maybe haven't picked up on or haven't followed me long enough to understand is that I did become a mom really young. I got pregnant at 17 with my first son. And now that I have five, you know, from the age of 18 all the way up until now, it has been just 100% putting all of my, not all of my wants, but you know, when it comes to a career or going back to school, all of that just kind of got put on hold while I dove in and raised my kids. And I don't regret doing that necessarily. Uh, If I could go back and do it a little different, I might just because now in the situation that I'm in, it's rocky and I don't have any kind of college degree or history in a career. And it's been seven, eight years since I've worked consistently And so now with the divorce in front of me and potentially moving out and becoming a single quote unquote mother, um, yeah, it's like, it's a lot. And it's, I think I told you, it's kind of like starting fresh, like when you graduate high school and you have a couple different options. Do I go here? Do I go there? What choice do I make? And as a 31 year old woman, that's that's a lot to take on so suddenly. And um, I think a lot of women, a lot more women than we realize have gotten themselves or might get themselves into that position. And it's a, it's a scary place to be. So I don't think it's talked about enough if I'm being honest. Right. Cause I'm just sitting here thinking like how many other stay at home moms feel this type of way where, where they've, I know like there's without a doubt you absolutely love your children. It's very rewarding. Um, I'm super envious of any stay at home mom. I, I know I'm not cut out for that. I've always returned back to work like at the six week mark, seven week mark, because that was just, you know, I couldn't afford to stay home even the 12 weeks. And so I jumped right back into work and there was a piece of me that was like, completely torn having to leave my baby either with daycare at a young age or at home with their dad because I was, you know, I was the one that was, um, had the, the primary, um, career, the breadwinner or what, whatever you want to call it. Um, so 
I've always felt responsible just to jump right back in. And I, I've never experienced staying at home every single day on repeat with my kids. Um, I think it's it's got to be a very challenging job and you have to constantly kind of pump yourself up and boost yourself up to stay active and, um, you know, have ideas and have a schedule and a routine and keep it fresh and new. You know, you're like a, you're like a teacher, right. To these, to these kids. And it takes a lot of work and you don't get sick days and you don't get time off and you work way more than eight hours and you don't get a lunch break by yourself. You don't even get to eat your food. How many times are, um, have <laughs> I been talking to you and you make yourself um, a lunch and the next thing you know, the little fingers are like reaching the on the plate and grabbing your food from you. So literally nothing is yours, not even your time. Um, and I imagine that has to be hard and in a good marriage. Now you put that on a marriage that has now decided to go its separate ways and kind of and, and break apart, that has to be even harder. Yeah, it is. Um, and I think that there's just so many different things happening from so many different angles right now that it just feels like really overwhelming. And like you said, with the list, I've got a list that is miles long. And right now I think, like I've told you, just being able to cross one thing off of my list every day, um, it might be a crawl, but at least I'm heading in the right direction. And I think just being honest with my kids and making sure that they understand what's going on and re like reminding myself that this is what's going to be best once it's all said and done. Um, that's what's kind of uh, helping me through it. But I definitely have seen a change even within myself when it comes to how I mother lately, because I am so overwhelmed and so my mind is just in so many different places that it is hard. It, I mean, imagine having this traumatic thing happening, but still having to buckle up and go to work that day and like just try to put everything in the back of your mind and not worry about it. It's really hard to do. Um, so I think it's it's affecting my kids a little bit, which sucks to say, but um, I just keep reminding myself that once once we get through the really hard part of it, everything will feel a lot better. Um, it's just rough right now. It's real tough. <laughs> Yeah, I I know. And honestly, like, I think you're doing an amazing job. I think you're doing an amazing job every day, just waking up and, and looking at your list and seeing what you can tackle for the day and putting one foot in front of the other and moving forward. And, um, you know, I see a lot of great things for you on the horizon. And I know this is a little bit of a dark time of working through a lot of things with uncertainty and just the unforeseen of knowing how things are going to pan out and it's scary but I think you're handling it well I can't imagine right now um you know coming out at an older age coming out late in life is one of the hardest things I think for me like I've ever had to go through and I think you would echo that too and and then you added a you add a messy divorce on top of that. Right. Yeah. And like I said, I, I, this isn't how I saw it happening. Um, you know, I think looking back, there were things discussed and maybe some thoughts <laughs> that weren't vocalized. Um, and that was why certain things were agreed on um, without getting too much into detail. I think that Maybe there just wasn't the full picture laid out in front of Jeff and I, and maybe both of us were just kind of like, 
well, we don't really know what's going to happen. So let's just roll with it type of thing. And um, I kind of wish that maybe there would have been a little bit more communication way back in September, October, November time when all of it was really fresh and really new because certain things were said that when I look back on it, it doesn't seem like maybe that was true necessarily, or it was only said because there was like a, a back of my mind type of like, this isn't actually go how it's going to pan out, or maybe this is going to benefit me type of thing. Um, so, I mean, we all handle it the best that we can. And right now I think Jeff is, he's making decisions that he believes is right for him. And I'm doing the same thing for myself and my kids and what's meant to be will be. And I think that once we get through the messy part of it, him and I, I do hope we'll be able to remain friends to some degree and healthy co-parents. And that's the most important thing to me is that we can just co-parent in a healthy way. And as long as we can do that, I'll be happy walking away from all of it. Um, But I do hope that we can be friends in some regard, whatever that may look like for us. But marriage specifically is just not something that we um, we have decided to continue on with. So that's okay. I'm I'm at peace with it. <laughs> and you know, with all of the heavy shit that is going on, like I also have to take a moment to appreciate the small wins and the exciting parts of all of this because, as hard as most of my days are, as long as my list is, there are absolutely moments and things that are happening right now that are good and will land me in the place that I want to be. It's just finding those small moments and small things and really holding on to them and celebrating them as much as possible. A hundred percent. Yes. And I love celebrating those moments with you. And you've had some really incredible wins. I think everything is falling right into place and you should be really proud of yourself of how far you've come. And I, I just see you going so far with this and I'm just excited. I'm excited for um, for you to come out on the other side and feel that level of independence and know that you showed up and you did it. Yeah. Yeah, me too. So, you know, moving on to the other end of things, you know, the marriage is definitely shitty and whatever, but I recently did potentially land a job that I'm really excited about and did not think that I could possibly do and here we are. So that's that's a that's probably my biggest fucking win and I'm holding on to that one hard. Yeah, and you should and I can't wait to um fully celebrate this win because, you know, anybody that hasn't been in the workforce for a while, um it's a scary place and when you're back out there interviewing for the first time, and you're feeling nervous and not maybe as confident in certain areas. And, you know, like you said, you you walked up to three, you know, business professionals and had to give your pitch on why you are right for this position. I, I basically, I'll be honest, I bullshit my way through it. I They asked me questions that I did not know the answer to. And there were questions that I answered with I do not know the answer to this right now. And I just, you know, I tried to be honest and take whatever whatever I could from what I have experienced as a mother for the last 13 years and apply it to where I was going with this and just tell them like, hey, I am who I am and I'm trying to get on my feet after being a stay-at-home mom for 10 plus years. And, and this is me fucking reaching for the stars. And I hope that you can have trust in that and know that I will do everything within my power to 
to do this and to do it well. And um, yeah, I walked away floored at the fact that I got offered the position. And yeah, it's just, it's really amazing. And I think that um, a lot of us stay at home moms maybe do settle for just, oh, well, that's what I am. I'm a mom and that's all I'm going to be for a while. And I don't need to think about anything else, but you just never know when your world's going to get flipped upside down or, you know, maybe it's not from the fact that you came out. You never, you just, you can't always put all of your eggs in one basket and you have to make sure that you have some type of backup plan. And that's something that I didn't do. And I wish I would have. Um, But just reminding yourself that you're capable of so much more than just being a mom, not that that's not an amazing role to be, uh, take it from me. I, I love it. And I'm proud of myself for raising my kids like I did, but I do know that I am capable of a lot more than just mom. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you are. And, you know, I think I, you know, there, there's been a couple people that are like, Kirby supports you so much. They're your biggest supporter. And I grew up with watching my mom as a single mom of five kids too. So like, I see it in the point of view as like one of your kids. I understand from that from that perspective the struggle and the hurt and the worry and um I mean man I watched my mom struggle and I can get pretty choked up and emotional about it because it it was really hard times and we were put in situations that you know um probably weren't the best and I watched her fight every single day and never give up. And I learned so much from that. And and I'm so driven and I'm so into my having a strong independence in my world. And that all stems from watching my mom, from watching my mom struggle and just knowing that I wanted to make sure that I set myself up to never have to go what she went through. And... Um, because it's not easy. And she was a stay at home mom for, you know, 10 years, and then all of a sudden had to jump in and get a career and go back to school. And she's gone back to school several times because it took her, I mean, she was just in her, she's in her 60s. And she just graduated again with another degree because it, it took her, her her whole her whole adult life of of taking her time and doing it her way. But a lot of it was because she dedicated so many years to her five kids and helping helping us get to where we are. And so I've learned a lot. I've learned a lot from from watching my mom the way um, navigate the way she did. Um, and and I just I see that in you. And so the times that you feel like giving up and throwing throwing in the towel and, and saying like, well, you know, I can't do this anymore or, or what was I thinking or all of that. I jump right back in and I boost you right back up and I will, I will learn to carry you, Ember. I will learn to, to pick you <laughs> up and carry you if I have to physically carry you, but I'm watching you jump back in, you know, and I'm just trying to be there as your, your biggest support, your biggest fan and, and let you know that um, even though I'm not physically identically sharing the same exact story as you I've been in situations where I've seen the struggle and I know the pain or the hurt or the suffering that you might be feeling at certain times and that and I and I just want you to know that I understand even though I'm miles away and I can't physically be there to help you each day like I understand and I get it and I try to show up and 
and have the right um the right words to say to keep you to keep you going even if it's just telling you every day to drink water (laughs) no if anything um you have absolutely been my rock through the entire thing and obviously i would never want anyone to struggle in the way that i am right now but i think that having watched your mom go through that has allowed you to you give me some solid fucking advice almost daily and I mean, you're the first person that I ask for advice from as of the last few months because, I mean, you do understand it. And no, you're not physically here with me. I wish that you could be, but um, every single day. And it's days like just a few days ago when I told you, okay, I've got this, this, and this that I have to do today. And you were like, okay, so you're going to wake up, you're going to get up, you're going to go get that shit done, and then you're going to tell me when you finish it because I have a surprise for you. And it's just, it's small things like that, that I'm like, fuck yeah. Okay. I can do this. And by noon that day, I was done with all three of those things because I was like excited and like ready and amped up to do it. Um, cause you were fucking hyping me up. And like, sometimes that's all it takes. And it is easy to wake up and be like, you know what? Fuck this. I'm over it. I've been crossing shit off my list all week today. I just don't want to, I don't want a mom. I don't want to work. I don't want to worry about my list. I just want to pretend like it all doesn't exist. But I think that being in the situation that I'm in right now has almost kind of lit a fire under my ass in the sense of I do have five kids that are relying on me to not give in to days like that, to still be productive in some type of way every single chance that I get, because that's really what it takes is reaching out and putting yourself out there and doing scary things and going to interviews that feel impossible or making yourself vulnerable in a way that you might not normally. And um, I don't know. I just hope one day I look back and say like, that shit fucking sucked, but like it was worth it. And I'm at a place now that I'm like proud of myself for putting in all of that really hard work when I needed to. Yeah. I think when anybody is going through, whether it's a divorce or a breakup or a death in the family, any type of loss, any type of physical loss, Um, I think people naturally are just like, so in it, you're in the thick of it. You're just like, oh my God, this is, this is too much. It's overwhelming. It's, um, you know, it's not what I expected. It's not what I wanted all of the things. And when you come out on the other side, you're able to look back and realize that all of those things had to happen in order to push you and get you to the place you are you know, today, three months from now, six months from now, you're going to have so many moments where you look back and you're like, wow, like I did that. Like it's a blur and I got through it. I'm not sure how I did, but I did it and I did what I needed to do, not just for yourself, but for your children. Anybody would look back and say, I know, I know in my, in my case, in my divorce, I remember, I think it was like right after my divorce was final, you know, some people, they have different ways of of getting through it at the end, whether they have like a celebration, like a divorce party or all of these different things. And I did the complete opposite. I locked myself in, in, in my bedroom for two straight days. I did not leave and I binged watched Orange is the New Black. <laughs> and I did not leave my bedroom. And I was like, there was a part of me that like, that was really hard for me to like stop and like, put myself, you know, in kind of a timeout situation, but I just, I needed, I needed to just be with myself and like whatever it was for whatever reason, that's what I chose to do is to, to watch a show. But I just, I had to like 
just shut down for a while and and rest up and then and then it was all like basically it just kind of came together where it was just like okay now this is my new life now this is this is what I do and I look back and I'm like those times were really hard they were really scary but like I pat myself on the back every time I think about it because I'm like wow I I did what I thought I couldn't do. I was being told that I wasn't going to be able to do certain things because of, you know, my previous husband taking the role and doing, you know, doing things. And so when I stepped into a role as a single independent mom, um, I started, I started doing things that typically weren't on my plate. And I don't know. I've just learned so much about myself and I'm thankful. And I think with any, any hard thing in life, when you get through it, when you get through, you know, college or when you get through like big, hard moments, um, you just look back and you realize that they were just life lessons. It was all life lessons and they were just things you had to get through in order to to understand yourself a little bit more and believe in yourself and trust yourself. So I had a conversation with someone recently and I don't remember who it was, but they told me that I should have just pretended like what I was feeling didn't exist for my kids and that it would have been easier for me in my marriage to basically just wait to come out or to speak my truth um, instead of doing it the way that I did it. And yeah, maybe it would have been easier for my marriage specifically. Yeah. But mentally and uh, like everything would have caught up to me regardless. So I hear all the time women say like, I'm too scared to tell him the truth. I'm too nervous to come out. I don't want to make it harder on myself. And I get it. But I think for me, knowing that, like, like I did walk into this. I did know that this was coming. I I didn't think it was going to be easy. And it has proven not to be. But I still look back and tell myself, you you can't be upset about that because, like, you were honest and you... Like to me, I still look at it as like this level of respect that I had for Jeff. And some people might look at that like that's crazy. But to me, it was like, well, how can I not tell this person that I do love and care about the truth about how I'm feeling and not think to myself, this man deserves a woman who is honest with him. And if that's hard, it's hard. But like, how does how can you sit here and say that just to make it easier, you should just tuck everything down deep? And And I don't know, I guess what I'm trying to say is that like, life is going to be hard no matter what throughout like any part of the journey that you're in. And I still don't regret the way that I did it, despite how fucking heavy shit is right now. Um, because at least I can say that I was truthful to myself and to Jeff and to everyone else. And I think that that's like the most important lesson to be taken from it is that I would want, I would want anybody that I love to be able to feel like they could be their true self and say what it is that they needed to say um, even if it meant that things got rocky for a little while. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I couldn't <laughs> like disagree more with whoever told you that, because first of all, I have um, a close friend who his mom came out as a lesbian, like I want to say like in her late 50s, okay? So she stayed married all the way up until her kids were still adults. And um, he 
and I had a chance to talk and, and he knows my whole situation and, and he was not surprised by any of it. And he said to me, like, please don't don't hide it or or just go, you know, try to stay married just for the kids. He's like, that shit fucked us up. He was like, we just want our mom to be happy. Like, we we can't believe that she lived this life, this whole lie, you know, lived a lie, basically, for the sake of the marriage or the kids. That's such bullshit. Like, in the, in the end, I mean, especially today, like we talk about all the time, like, the younger generation is so fluid. And, you know, they're going to school with um, way more LGBTQ plus kids, trans kids, you know, non-binary. They're watching their friends transition and still showing up and loving them fully. And um, we have this very old school, traditional, brainwashed way of thinking that, um, you know, no matter what, you know, till death do us part. And yes, you know, there is something great about that, but it also doesn't apply to everybody situation and people change. And um, I, I think that it, it's just a backwards way of thinking to say, be unhappy, be untrue, be unfaithful, be all of the things that you're not to maybe possibly make someone else happy. Like how can you make somebody else happy if you're not truly happy inside? Right. And that's what I think is most important is that as a mom, your kids pick up on your happiness. Even if you try to hide it, they know they're too connected to you to not pick up on that. And so even I've had multiple conversations with my two older boys since coming out and since they learned about you and I and and all of that. And I mean, they have openly told me they can see the difference in my happiness when it comes to then versus now. And even when it comes to when I'm on the phone with you or when you came and visited and we were in person. Um, I mean, they're fucking counting down the days until we come to visit you because they're excited, but also they know how excited I am. And that makes them even more excited because mom's going to be in her fucking prime and happy and um, they can sense it. They, they know. And I think that in order to be the best mom that you can be, you do have to be at least somewhat happy. I mean, you can't be a miserable person and, and raise happy children. That's just, I mean, if you can, you are a different breed. I, I know I can't do that. Um, and it, it wear it wears on you and I don't, it would just be crazy to try and hide it or pretend. Um, and when I weigh out the different options of, okay, messy and hard and heavy for a while to get to what is happy or, or what, you know, just unhappy forever until my kids are grown up and then finally I might get my chance. It just seems like a no brainer to me, I guess. Right. Yeah. And I know it takes a lot of courage and a lot of um, self inner work to be able to get to the place to come out late in life. And it's hard. And naturally you want everybody just to see how much work you put into even discovering that to say, oh my God, this is who I really am. Do you guys still love me? Do you still care about me? Do you still want to be with me? Do you still want, you know, do you still think of me the same? And it's such a scary feeling. You don't know. And it's like everybody just feels like they're entitled to some opinion on your personal relationship and and sexual preference. And it's so it's so uncomfortable to me that anybody feels entitled to have any type of opinion other than saying 
Are you happy? That should be the only fucking thing anybody asks of, are you happy? And you would, right. and you would be like, a hundred percent. I am so happy. And they should be like, good. That's all that matters. Right. Yeah, I agree completely. And I'm learning. I am definitely learning how um, sometimes it is a little bit easier to just say, you know what? I might have a history with you. We might have some kind of friendship or even relationship that we've had for a long time. But in this place that I'm at in life right now, it's going to be easier for me to just cut some ties and not be emotionally connected to you if you are not just going to be happy for my happiness. Um, and that's hard to do even in and of itself mm-hmm. to be able to, to not, I don't want to use the word like cut people out, but limit people on their access to you if it's not fueling your happiness or if it's not bringing positivity into your life. Um, I feel like I'm getting, getting better at that every day. You really are. Like since I feel like since October, when everybody was digging their claws into what's going on with Ember, like in your personal family, like you've really come a long way and you handle it so gracefully now and you don't get caught up in thinking that you have to justify anything or you owe an explanation to anybody. And I'm so proud of how far you've come. Thanks, babe. I'm proud of how far you've come. Um, Moving forward, though, I I guess I do also want to update everybody on the fact that, um, you know, I think if I guess if you've been listening to the podcast for a while, you know that not only I, but Kirby as well have our own bedrooms in our homes. And like, that's kind of something that happened all the way dated back to February. Um, but um, just for the sake of updating everybody, there will definitely be physical separation as well when it comes to my situation, um, you know, I'm not really sure how that's going to play out or what it might look like, but that's one of the things that I think right now I feel two feelings towards. I'm a little scared, (laughs) but I think I'm more excited to see what that looks like for me. I have never, um, been completely on my own. I moved in with my, my first relation, my oldest two boys, dad, when I was 16 and I moved straight out from my own mom's home um, into his home and then from his home into my current, you know, whatever. And so I've never really been like fully independent when it comes to living situation. And that's what I am currently, that's one of the things that I am currently working on. And um, I'm really fucking excited to see how that works out and for you to help me decorate it. (laughs) Yeah, I, I remember my first experience of having my own place, having my own apartment and just a house should feel a home should feel like your happy place to go to and when it doesn't when you kind of avoid like oh I gotta go home I don't want to go home you know you're having those types of feelings um that's an ick right that's a really big (laughs) ick like you're like if if, if you can't if, if you don't like going to your house like you should absolutely love going to your home you should make it feel like the safest most creative, um, enlightening space that you could possibly have, right? That is your, that is your space. And I think for me, because I grew up in really small houses, sharing rooms with my siblings and not having the things I wanted as a child, I take a lot of pride in 
um, and having my own creative space. That was like the number one thing I always told my mom when I was little. Like, I need I need an art studio. I need a creative space. I have to be able to create. And she didn't understand what I was asking for. She thought I was just like this, you know, bratty kid that wanted wanted their own bedroom. And what I was asking for was just a place to to really feel like it it felt like home to me. And like you can express yourself. Yes, a place you can express yourself. If if you notice, this was like, and I, I don't know if I've mentioned this before. I think we've talked about it before. But like one of the first times that I realized that I did not really feel as comfortable in my home was I would be cooking dinner and I would be dancing in the kitchen and dancing with my children, just feeling so free. And the second my ex would walk through the door, I would stop dancing and I would close close myself off. I would make myself smaller um, and I would try not to exist. And that was my big wake up call when I was able to leave that situation and go to an apartment and have my own happy place and, and dance in the kitchen and sing out loud and be goofy with my kids and, you know, play with our food if we wanted to play with our food whatever it was um and and that for me was like a really big win yeah I was having a conversation with a friend recently who was comparing me in October November time to me right now with everything that I have going on and she told me the same thing she said you know when we used to talk and I would watch your videos and all of that you seemed like you would wake up every morning, you'd work out, you'd clean the house, you'd play with the kids, your patience was much higher. And she said, now I can tell that you're just in this place where you're like, get me out of this situation that I'm in so that I can be me again. And it's true. She's right. I mean, I don't, I don't handle my days the way that I used to because of everything going on. So I can... I can relate to that in like kind of a different but same sense that you do notice actual things that you're doing that are like, hold on, that's not me. Like I'm not, I'm not acting like myself. I'm not happy right now. I'm not, I don't even want to, I don't want to go in the kitchen and make dinner at all because I don't want to leave my room or, you know, um, so that is definitely the place that I'm at right now. And again, just really excited to to cross that fucking bridge when I get there, I guess. Yeah, I can't I can only imagine like how hard it has to be to you know be served with divorce papers, know you're going to be getting divorced and still living under the same roof and trying to co-parent under the same roof in the midst of figuring out who's getting what and how and when and where and all of the things in between and and one- on top of figuring out a career. <laughs> uh, yeah, on top of figuring out a career. And hey, by the way, I'm in a really expensive state and I have to go find a place to live. And and it has to have enough bedrooms for five kids. <laughs> yeah, when you lay it all out like that. Yeah, I'm I what? Yeah, Whew. that's a lot. It, it's a lot. <laughs> and, and now trying to have some type of shared custody but living under the same roof when the kids are so used to you as their primary caretaker and they you know maybe it's not your night maybe it's not your weekend but the kids don't know that and so they're going to go to you first and you don't you, you don't get a break and how are you supposed to say like oh sweetie 
I'm off this weekend. You need to go and ask your dad. You know, that's that's not something they quite understand. So now you're physically having to to leave with nowhere to go and say like, well, fuck, I guess I have to leave my house in order to get this, you know, kid free weekend that I'm well deserved of and and say, now what do I do? Now where do I go? Because I have nowhere to go. Just wish like that. I could just come fucking swoop you up and say, like, you have somewhere to go. (laughs) Come here with me and let me, like, wait on you hand and foot and make you feel all the things that you need to feel right now. And that's not the case. (laughs) Like, we can't do that, even though I wish we could. So I have to sit back and just keep telling you it's going to get better. It's going to get better. I know it's going to get better. There is light at the end of this tunnel. Do not turn back. It's going to get better. And at this point, you can't turn back. You can only fight. You can only keep showing up. Yeah. I mean, how many times did we look at plane tickets for this weekend? And we were like, eh, should I? Nope, not a good idea. Um, I know I did at least like six times. It's definitely hard. <laughs> um, it. I think right now the most important thing for me is knowing that in the very very near future there will be that official physical separation there um because i insist on that i i don't want to live under the same roof long term once the once the divorce has kind of uh started rolling and maybe even finalized so um i tell myself you know my kids they range from three to 13 and i think with the younger kids it's a little extra hard on them just because they i can't sit them down and say hey this is the situation, this is what's happening, and why you're noticing X, Y, and Z. They just see what they see and try to understand it to the best of their ability. So from where I'm at, as their mom, I think, and, and I don't know if I'm right or wrong yet, I'll find that out eventually, but I just think like one of the best things that can happen right now for them is to maybe start to train their brain that yeah, sometimes when it, you know, when dad's here, mom isn't here. And when mom's here, dad isn't here. And get them used to being with only one of us at a time or with me a little less since they are so attached to me. And I have been the primary parent that has raised them. Um, And not only that, but also teaching myself and Jeff how to be a single parent. It's, It's harder than you would think when you just say, oh yeah, I went from being married for X amount of time to now I'm a single parent of three or five. There's actually a lot that goes into that that people I don't think really acknowledge until you're in the moment that you do lean on each other a lot more than you realize until you're forced to be in a situation that you can't lean on that other person. And so all of those things considered, I think that it is important to create some kind of separation. And that is one thing that I have expressed is that um I, I do think that when it is like a back and forth type type thing, even if we are still living together for a while, one of us needs to get the fuck out of the house to start to get that just established and, and maybe less confusing for the kids in the long run. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree with that. And, you know, I, I, I realize that just going through my my own, you know, divorce before that you actually have to communicate more once you're divorced which is so funny like you think like oh my god like when you're married you know um you're around the person all the time but like in a marriage like you can still ignore and avoid everything and just be passing in a room or a hall or you know opposite you know work schedules or whatever it might be and 
just knowing that you know one the primary parent has it all on has it all under control you're orchestrating everything from doctor's appointments to um sporting events and all kinds of extra activities right you're you you have it all figured out and mapped out and maybe the other parent is just focused on the work that you know to to bring home an income to support the family or whatever it might be but you don't have to really communicate any of that and now all of a sudden when you're separated or divorced you have to like over communicate everything because you are no longer mm-hmm. working like like an, an over an overlay of each other you're just like you're separated and this is your role this is my role here's this here's what you need to know for this with the kids you know it's it's but but it's a lot more communication than it was before i guarantee that's co- that's good if if you're if you're trying to aim for good co-parenting communication and you know i'm dealing with this right now with my co-parenting communication does not ever get to stop it just doesn't it doesn't matter how old the kids get like you should still be communicating things yeah and i think the hard part of that is that once like right now where i'm at with it the communication becomes something that you don't want to do even though you know it's more important like it is so much more important to continue doing that but unless it's like a rare situation when you're in the moment in the heat of it that's the last thing you want to do is like sit around and chitty chat with the person you're currently divorcing <laughs> well well that and i i cannot tell you how many times i said the phrase pick your battles I would say that to myself almost every day. Like you have to pick your battles. Like there's just some things you just have to let roll off your back, right? You just, you you, like really pick your fucking battles because it is going to be a battle. You're going to communicate in a way as if like I say, it's a business deal, right? Take the emotion out of it. It is a business deal. You have humans that you're raising together and that's the primary focus. It's not the emotion it's not um how hurt someone made you feel over this or that like that doesn't matter anymore because you're already past the place of of repairing that like obviously treat people with respect and and you know be mindful but um yeah pick your fucking battles yeah absolutely so i guess kind of wrapping this up what would you if i was to say what type of advice would you give and not just somebody coming out late in life, but like maybe coming out late. Um, but as a stay-at-home mom who has dedicated their majority of their life to their children and have been completely removed from um, a career, a you know college degree, like whatever, like whatever it might be, what would you recommend somebody who's just getting started? Oh. Um, I mean, I would say the most important thing is just don't discredit yourself and don't set your bar lower than, than you need to. I, it's scary and you're going to feel like super vulnerable, nervous, anxious, and maybe very overwhelmed, but don't not realize your capabilities and, and your, your confidence has to be at like a all time high and uh, just shoot for the stars. And even if you fall, get back up, keep going and um, put yourself out there, meet new people, do things that you don't think you're, you're capable of doing, I guess. And, and don't think that you can't because the minute that you start to tell yourself you can't, then you won't. 
But if you say you can and you show yourself that you can, every win then makes you a little more confident and a little bit more um, willing to to cross that next bridge and to fight even harder. A hundred percent. Yeah, there are so many resources out there. So many resources. Google can be your best friend. Google and YouTube. YouTube, even from like how to fill out your divorce papers or, you know, so many resources like we discovered there's resources for um, late in life lesbian or just late in life LGBTQ plus um, support when you've been married in a straight relationship. And we didn't even know that like until we started talking to people and researching that like, wow, there are things in place to support people who come out after being in a straight relationship a straight marriage yeah utilizing all of your resources is absolutely another one and you might even have to swallow your pride and and utilize things that you that you maybe never saw yourself even applying for but you know just remember that those things are there for a reason and that sometimes um certain people will will change the entire situation for you you know this job that i just landed was a word of mouth um, connections type of thing. And I wouldn't have even known about it had, you know, this person not talked to this person and told my story in this passing. And then it was like, oh, well, let me connect with, with her. And, and so it's just, I mean, just like communication, making yourself vulnerable, utilizing all of your resources. Yeah. Just going out on a limb sometimes and saying, you know what, this might not work out, but fuck it. I'm going to try. Um, and then just like, I guess, distinguishing the difference between what's within your control and what's not and realizing that when you have a list as long as mine is, there are going to be things on that list that you have no control over what's going to happen. It has to play itself out and you just have to kind of watch it unfold for a while. So focus on the things that are within your control and really just take power over them and, and do whatever it's is possible to, to cross the things off that you actually can cross off and everything will work itself out over time and be patient and yeah, just don't give up on yourself. Don't, don't, um, don't discredit yourself and, and how capable and confident that you can be. So well said. Absolutely. And always remind yourself that you're doing it and everything works out. Everything always works out for you. Yeah. Um, find yourself a good support system, too, whether that's a significant other, a family member, a friend. I don't uh, shit social media, whatever it may look like to you. Um, if you have the right people in your life, sometimes that's that's something that'll keep you going, too, because I know that if it weren't for about two or three certain people that are in my life, I, I probably would have said, fuck it. <laughs> and maybe not kept going. Well, and that's the thing is like, don't feel like you have to do it alone because you have to, you have to network. And like, I'm telling you, like women lock arms and come together. And like, I, there are so many of us out there where we're like, oh my God, you uh, like, I did this. You can get through this. Here are the steps that I took reach out to this person, have you checked this website out, tap into this, call this number. I mean, the list goes on constantly. I, I just think in, in general, just like women lifting other women up and not letting them fall or fail. And, and don't think you have to do this alone. Talk to somebody, reach out to somebody, find even a Facebook uh, group that you could possibly lean on, like whatever it might be, like however you can get to have some connections and some resource get that because you you need you need an army you really do it takes a village and it can be done but don't feel like you have to do it alone and if you don't know um where to turn 
you know, we don't have all the answers, but we can share some of the resources that we've gathered this far um, on the journey of not only coming out late in life, but going through a divorce or a separation. Yeah. And if you don't have somebody to turn to again, I, I go back to like, put yourself out there and be vulnerable. Fucking make a video and talk about it or go to a, a like, there's just so many different things that you can do that might feel scary, but you're not going to meet the people that you need in your life or have the connections that might help you through it if you don't make it known. And that's what I mean when I say stand out on that limb and be afraid for a minute, but it's going to benefit you when you find that that one person that is like, oh shit, I've been there and now you've just lit a new fire under my ass. I'm going to help you. Um, I'm going to be there for you. You can call me and cry. I don't care what it is, but I felt what you're feeling right now. So let's do this together. And then like you said, you lock arms and you're stronger with every single new person that you have supporting you and you supporting them. And it just becomes this big army of let's fuck shit up and get this shit done. (laughs) Right. Right. Absolutely. Well, this has been a great conversation. I think at this point, you know, we can kind of take a break a little bit from uh, exposing and digging deep into your personal life. I think it's amazing. Everything that we share Uh, We do it with the hopes to help somebody else maybe going through a similar situation and to let you know that you're not alone. But I think from um, from here forward, you know, we we don't um, we don't need to make every single topic around what's going on in Ember's personal life right now because it is in, (laughs) in legal hands now. So there's only so many things that can be talked about. So just for privacy's sake and just um just for her own for her own mental health please be respectful please be um when you're asking questions um you know just be mindful that it's real time it still stings a lot and she's working through a lot so if anything just keep encouraging and and let ember know that you're cheering her on you're rooting her on and and that's all you need to know at this point yeah i don't mind being vulnerable but there are definitely parts of it that um like i said just have to play themselves out and Maybe someday I can circle back and, and update you again or whatever. But um, I don't know. It's it's amazing sometimes to think about all of the people that are invested and in rooting me on. And that's why I choose to do all of this and say it out loud and put myself out there is because it, I mean, if it helps somebody else, then my story is my story. It is what it is. I can't pretend that it's not. So um, yeah, as long as I'm comfortable talking about it, I'm always, I'm always going to try to be as open and honest and transparent as I can be. And I think from here on out, Patreon's probably the best place that you'll be able to find any further updates, big or small. Um, I don't know if we fully explained Patreon. Um, for those that don't know what Patreon is, it is our personal platform where we um, have one-on-one conversations. We share a lot more behind the scenes, a lot more details, real-time, day-to-day check-ins, um, all of it. And there are four different tiers to join. And that um, supports us to keep doing the podcast and all the other things that we're doing. It is always linked in our bios. You can find it. If, you, if you're having trouble, find it. Please DM us. But um, that is the best way to stay in contact, stay up to date, and continue to support us on this journey so we can continue supporting you. Absolutely. Yep. That's where everybody got these updates before you got these updates today. So <laughs> that's where you're going to you're gonna want to go for all that. Feels good to get some of that off my chest, if I'm being honest. Okay, you guys. Well, um, we love you. And until next time. Until next time. Meet, meet, meet. meet. You and me just get along. If you'd like to be a guest,
join us backstage, DM us on Instagram at Fashionable Fate Residence. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss out on it.